everybody hey everybody uh this is uh josh bates welcome to low country low lives as you can see uh dan sweeney didn't just say and this is dan sweeney because dan sweeney is not here um i thought i would do a quick podcast um just to i don't know fill some content um that and i just had some things on my mind i wanted to get off uh off of my brain off of my chest and um, I, I recorded something a little bit earlier uh, about um, some comedy advice, uh, talking about kind of where you belong in the, the comedy journey. Uh, I, I, I made a blog post a little while ago about comedy uh, white belts and used that analogy. And um, a lot, I got some really good positive feedback, so I thought I'd explain it a little bit more. Um, and so I, I wanted to let you listen to that. Um, other than that, uh, you know, we do have a bunch of stuff coming up in low country, low lives, uh, that we're real excited about uh, a lot of guests coming up and a lot of them are outside of stand up comedy. Uh, I know our first few guests that we've had, uh, have been, uh, comedians, um, but we want to branch out. Uh, I know most of our audience uh, are either fans of stand up comedy or, uh, comedy. Uh, but we want to branch out a little bit and um, interview people that we think are interesting. So we have a bunch of people lined up that we, we think are awesome. And uh, we're we're really looking forward to it. Uh, thank you for keep listening. I mean, right now uh, we have, I think, over 1,600 listens in the 11 episodes that we've done. So, wow, thank you. Uh, keep listening. Um, and, you know, make sure to, to leave a review. Make sure to subscribe. It's the easiest way to to follow us. Uh, so you don't have to, you know, uh, keep seeing our post about a new episode, you know, you'll see it on your phone automatically or, or an email or however you receive your podcast. But remember we're on SoundCloud, we're on iTunes podcast, um, or Apple podcast. Uh, we're on Spotify. Uh, we're on Google play. I mean, we're pretty much everywhere that, you know, you listen to your other, your true crime (laughs) podcasts. But uh, keep listening. We're we're really enjoying this, and we, we hope you are too. And we're learning, uh, and and it's been an adventure. And I, and I think we've seen improvement uh, with just ourselves, and the production quality I think is getting better where it needs to be. So I, I'm enjoying um, taking this journey with you guys. Um, so anyway, uh, here's some uh, comedy advice I have uh, for those that don't want stand up comedy advice. Maybe tune out now. <laughs> uh, uh, everyone else, uh, you know, give it, give it a listen. Um, I think I make some, some, some valid points. Uh, but again, uh, I'm brand new to comedy. I mean, I've only been doing this about a year and a half. Um, so take it or leave it. Um, uh, but, uh, I hope you enjoy it. Thanks. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about was a blog post that I, I created uh, a little while ago. Um, on my website. And then I, I put it out on Facebook. It's about comedy white belts. At least that's what I called it. 
Um, I didn't really even have an intention of publishing it. I, I was just trying to get used to my blog, um, the blog section on my website and see how it worked. And so I just started writing. And at first I was just talking about like the grind of comedy and, you know, how, um, you know, hard it is just starting and just how much you have to work at it to be good and how important repetition is. And then I started going off on a tangent in the same blog post about um, people starting comedy and just kind of understanding your place in comedy. You know, I think any profession, hobby, anything, you, you have ranks kind of in the system. You have, you know, professional people that, that do it and know what they're doing. They've done it for a long time. Then you have the next level that are, they're, they're learning, they're grasping it. They're almost there. You have the people that are, um, you know, still just learning, just trying to understand it, you know, looking up to those other folks. And then you have the hobbyists and the beginners and in comedy, you have to understand where you fall in that. And and it's not like a, a dick measuring contest. It's not anything like that. It, it's a matter of those people that have been doing it forever see those, those hobbyists come and go. And they're not going to waste their time unless they know you're serious about it. Or, that, or if they, you know, if they don't think you're that funny. You know, they might come up to you and help you out here and there. But for the most part, they're busy and they, they have their lives... They're, they're not, it's not mandatory that they help, you know, is it nice when they do? Yeah. Is it nice when we're civil and we get along and we hang out? Sure. But it, it's not a requirement. It's not a requirement that those, those guys just help you and, and are nice to you. Um, it's an individual sport. So the way I like to think of it and the way the analogy that I used in the plot in the blog was like uh, belts and, and karate or I don't know, BJJ or, you know, I- any martial arts and your white belt comes off of the street. They want to do the, we'll say karate <clears throat> and there's an interest there. So they show up. So showing up is a big accomplishment. and. They're there, they, they get their gi, they, they have their belt on, and, you know, they're, they're learning just where to go, you know? They're learning who the people are uh, in, the rest of the, in, in the rest of the room. They're understanding, you know, they start learning, you know, what days to show up. Um, you know, they, they're understanding that they need to start doing some stretching exercises, and they might like learn one or two techniques. And through repetition, like in karate, you're really learning those one or two techniques and you really want to make sure you're doing those. So now at that point in your karate career, let's say you've been doing it for a month, um, you, you're not moving really anywhere. You're learning, you're just learning to... Uh, do those things that I've just said, you're just learning how to do those better now. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're just trying to figure out how to do those and then where that becomes a habit. And at that point, there's other belts in the room, right? You got brown belts, you got blue belts, you have your black belts, of course. Um, but you, you have all these different belts because you have all these different people 
uh, in different stages of, of their, of their progress and, and their achievements. And so that white belt is there to one, mainly just to, to show up, uh, to learn some techniques, but to watch, to observe, to observe the other people in the room and and their behaviors and, and what they're doing and, and how they're doing their techniques. And, you know, you might even have some other duties. You might have a little cleanup duty, you know, afterwards. You might, you know, whatever. And by this time, you probably start seeing other newcomers, you know, come into the, to the dojo, right? Um, and you have, maybe you're in a group of different white belts. So the problem I have sometimes is where people don't understand what belt they have on. because. If you are a white belt, you should just be learning technique, period. You shouldn't worry about a competition. You shouldn't be worried about chopping blocks. You shouldn't try to go to a bar and kick someone's ass. No, like that. Your job is just to show up, learn some techniques, and observe. That's it. So in our comedy scene, and I'll just kind of say it how it is in our comedy scene uh, of late we've had a lot of white belts want to be black belts which is great they should you know they should be like oh man that that's one day i want to do that but they're not respecting the the grind they're not expecting the process and the journey of what it takes now i'm not saying that in comedy there's a length of time. It's not a, it's not a time seniority type of thing, which that does come into play sometimes, but most people, and you know, I'll say 95, 99% of people, um, aren't going to just walk on stage and just be funny and understand techniques and in, in comedy. It, there's a process and a grind to it, but, um, there has to be different groups, you know, like black belts, um, a lot of them are going to talk amongst themselves. They're going to help each other work on their techniques. Um, they're going to spar with one another. Uh, and then even afterwards, there might be some camaraderie there, and they're going to go out and have a few drinks. Now, I'm not saying that they're not going to invite the, the brown belt and say, hey, you want to come? And the brown belt's like, yeah, sure. You know, and then, or that black belt even helps that brown belt. You know, they help them out once in a while. Uh, and the same thing in comedy. It's the exact same thing. The people that have been around together, They've known each other for a long time. There's camaraderie there, and they're, they're helping each other with jokes. They're either helping each other with punch-ups. They're helping each other with, you know, whatever it is. They might even help out white belts. Sure, of course, but it, but it shouldn't be expected. You know, like you look at those comedy documentaries um, or, you know, comedy, you know, movies about stand-up comedy, and you, you see places like the Comedy Cellar that has a room and um, you have the room and then you have like a bar maybe even like a little small restaurant area with like with tables um, you know, where there's like table service and there's a table there that only like the elite booked comics go to sit at. There's nothing wrong with that, right? It's something to one, it's something to achieve. It's something to look up to. But at the same time, there should be a place that those professionals, those black belts, have a place to go and to go sit down and not get bogged down by everybody else or there be those weird, awkward conversations. 
And so we should all want to work forward towards that and do that. And Charleston, when I started comedy, I thought there was a table. Like I thought there was a, a section in the room where all, I, I want to say the cool kids, but it's not the cool kids. It's just the good comedians. A lot of times they kind of s- sat in a section together, hung out, talked, did some whispering, did some punch-ups, and they kind of just hung out. And I was like, man, and that's the section of the room that I really wanted to make laugh, and I really wanted to impress that group. And so I, I tried my best, and at the same time, I respected that, and I didn't just walk over there and, um, you know, it's okay to, I think, walk over there, introduce yourself, or, hey, say, hey, good set. But other than that, like, I, I never really went over there. And eventually, after a while, um, you know, some of those folks would come up to me and say, hey, good set, you know, good job. And those I wore with a badge of honor, you know. It was like this white belt and a black belt or a brown belt comes up to me and says, you know, hey, good job, keep it up. And that's what drove me to keep working hard um, and trying to build better sets. And that's what I tried to do. Um, and any advice that they gave me, sound advice, I would take. We talk about advice a lot, comedy advice. And top comedians will say, don't take advice from other rookie comedians. And a lot of those people that have been doing it for a long time literally will say, like, if you haven't been doing it for five years or if you haven't been booked on big shows, you shouldn't be giving advice to anybody. And that's me. I mean, what am I doing right now? I mean, I'm giving advice. I've been doing comedy for a year and a half, so you could take it or leave it what I'm saying right now. But what I'm getting at is if you're like a brand new white belt and there's another brand new white belt, by all means, you know, talk to each other, get some punch-ups, work on jokes together, but don't take comedy advice from them outside of that. They're not going to know what you should do as far as how to communicate on social media about your stand-up comedy or what comedy festivals you should be trying to get into. You shouldn't be getting into any of them. Probably it, it is a white belt. But those conversations you can't really have with another white belt because they don't have that experience. So joke writing, sure. So white belts, work on your technique together. But outside of that, you know, as far I wouldn't talk anything more outside of just technique and joke writing. If that makes any sense. But... Again, just know your role, but be comfortable with it. Be proud to be a white belt or a brown belt or a green belt. Be proud of where you're at in your career in in comedy. And don't be ashamed of it. But at the same time, don't puff out your chest too much. You know, um, I see a lot of people post, and I might be wrong. All of this might be complete bullshit, and you don't have to take any of my advice whatsoever. Like, period. But one of the things I see a lot is, like, people posting comedy videos sure okay cool if you're on social media and your social media is mainly just a you know a place that you chat with your friends talk with your friends and socialize um and you want them to see what you're doing i think that's great uh, i i think i did it um i don't know maybe six months into it i i posted like a little tiny bit just to show some of my friends but most of the time, if I had a really good set that I wanted to just kind of show off to my friends back in, you know, back home or, you know, family, I would just send them a, um, a link to my YouTube video. 
because I didn't want that. I didn't want the world to see that. It wasn't ready for the world to see. You know, um, again, you know, a famous comedian, Dusty Slay, uh, really awesome guy from, he was originally, um, well, he, he spent some time in Charleston, started to stand up here in Charleston. Um, he, him and his wife have a podcast called we're having a great time. Uh, we're having a good time, excuse me. And he talks about this and he says, you know, sometimes you're just not ready for the world to see those comedy videos because first impressions matter. And it's the same thing with festivals. You know, you're excited. You're, you're showing these videos. You think they're really good and you put them out there and you might have some comedian friends that are bookers or whatever. And that's their first impression of you. Or you apply to a comedy festival really early. And let's say you even get a chance to be on a comedy festival and they say, yeah, we'd love to have you. And you get there and you don't do very well. All those comedians that you might have a future relationship with have that, in first, that first impression of you not being very good. And that's probably not the smartest idea to do. But back to the comedy videos, a lot of those, one, put it, don't have it in, you need to have it in landscape. Don't put it in portrait. You need to have your phone sideways. You need to make sure it looks decent when you, when you release it. And make sure you edit it a little bit. Make sure you clean it up. But really, my main advice, don't put your videos out there at all. If you want to show your friends and family, send them a YouTube link. It doesn't help you in any way to have those out there. If anything, any other comedian is going to criticize internally those videos. Um, especially as a white belt, brown belt, not brown, but whatever the order of the belts are. First couple of belts, don't put your fucking videos out there. Just don't do it. doesn't make any sense. Like, why are you doing it? Now, I understand in comedy, that's why we're doing comedy is we want, you know, we want something in return from people. And we, we want, you know, possibly feedback, but just send them, just send them YouTube links. I, I can't think of one reason why you should have them out there unless you have a really shit hot 30 second clip of something that's just dead hilarious, th- then post it, put it on your Instagram, put it on your Facebook. Sure. That's awesome. Especially if it looks professional, put that shit out there, be proud of it. That's great. But if it's like, eh, if it's just okay. Why are you putting it out there? It it just doesn't make sense to me. So think about that. All right. So there was that. There was some uh, comedy advice. Again, take it or leave it. And I just want to, I guess not preface it, but the opposite of preface, uh, whatever that word is. I'll bookend it with this. Uh, just like I said, you can take my advice. You don't have to take my advice. The only reason I'm, I'm putting this out there is I want everyone to succeed. Uh, you know, people in Charleston, people outside of Charleston, uh, th- this isn't a unique situation in Charleston. This is, a, uh, I'm sure, a, a, a thing that every town has. And these are just things that, you know, us as uh, new young comedians uh, should consider and think about. And, you know, keep the grind, keep it up. And, and remember, be proud of whatever process you're in. Because at the end of the day, you were awesome and you went into the dojo and said, hey, I want to do this shit. And you should be proud of that and, <clears throat> and wear that with a badge of honor. You know, 
be proud of that. And it, and it's okay that you're not a black belt. It's, it's okay that you're not taking on the world yet. You're starting your adventure. You're starting your journey. And this doesn't just go for white belts. This goes for people in the middle of their journey, you know, just to kind of be reminded of, of where you're at. Um, but at the end of the day, just remember in, in all serious, just remember the biggest thing that you can mine are jokes is your set. That's the most important part. Don't get wrapped too much into the politics of your own comedy scene or, you know, uh, whatever comedy city that you're in. Don't get wrapped up into that shit. Worry about your jokes. That's the only currency that we have in comedy. Uh, and, and if you keep working on your jokes, so like in the, the analogy with the dojo, if you just keep working on your technique, it doesn't, any, nothing else matters when you have a good product. So just keep that up. Keep grinding. Thank you for listening to this. Um, and I want to end this on a, on a higher note. So I'm going to uh, close out with an amazing song uh, from Sex Brews called Rite Aid. See you guys. And thank you for listening. And uh, tune in soon for episode 12. Uh, later. We're in control. I want to dip your hand in mayonnaise. Take you to the right aid. Grind up all the pseudofed. Put it on my pancakes. Take your ass to Vegas. Dress you up as Elvis. Hit up all the buffets. Cover you with band-aids. I want to dip your hand in mayonnaise. Take you to the right aid. Grind up all the pseudofed. Put it on my pancakes. Take your ass to Vegas. Dress you up as Elvis. Hit up all the buffets. Cover you with band-aids. Wake up with a headache. Baggy full of scrambled eggs Fresh tattoo of Anakin Scribbled on my right leg Do a line of Kool-Aid Take you to the right aid Grind up all the Sudafed And cover you with band-aids Jalapeno Kool-Aid Ballerina Escalade Dancing on a live wire Take me to the Palisades Met a girl on MySpace In the early 90s Body like a boomerang Face like a flower vase I wanna sip your hand in mayonnaise Take you to the right aid Grind up all the Sudafed And put it on my pancakes, take your ass to Vegas, dress you up as Elvis, hit up all the buffets, cover you with band-aids, dip your hand in mayonnaise, take you to the right grind up all the pseudofed and put it on my pancakes, take your ass to Vegas, dress you up as Elvis, hit up all the buffets, cover you with band-aids, going to the right pick me up some razor blades, seven cans of Vaseline, three boxes of band-aids, two cottons of cream cheese, jalapeno gator. Something, 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 get I wanna light up all these cigarettes, smoke them like a chia pet. Go out in the rain and be like, hey, you do not get me wet. I'll bake you like a muffin until you're brown and golden. Grind up all that suit of bed and put it inside the stuff. I'm dip your hand in mayonnaise, take you to ride it. Grind up all the suit of bed and put it on my pancakes. Take your ass to Vegas, dress you up as Elvis. Hit up all the buffets, cover you with band-aids. your hand in mayonnaise. Take you to ride it Grind up all the pseudofed and put it on my pancakes Take your ass to Vegas Dress you up as Elvis Hit up all the buffets Cover you with band-aids Strawberry Take your ass to Vegas, dress you up as Elvis 